Howdy folks, before we get into this week's episode, I need to interrupt here and let you know that I know it's been a while, but we've had a technical problem this week. Beagle was having some issues with her mic and when she fixed it, so we could hear her again, Audacity stopped recording. So, um, we got into her games of the week and then it kind of stopped from there. So, she did some after recording to kind of fill in some of the spots, uh, you know, finish out her games of the week and do the guest questions again. But there's obviously going to be some spots throughout the podcast where, well, she's just missing. And, you know, you know, shit happens sometimes. So I'm going to do the best I can here today to get this all pieced together for you in a uh, entertaining way. And hopefully you still enjoy it here because we had lots of fun here this week. And looking forward to just, you know, carrying on. We learned a lesson. Now we know what to look for in the future when this happens. So. Hopefully, it won't happen again. Have fun! Attack left lane! Wait, was that my ward that just pinged? No! Yeah, well you better believe you're getting the worst burger after that. Attack the gold fury! How many times did Blink not go off and you all didn't know buddy? Group up! The other team's dancing on the other side. Can you dig it, seven? Oh, you're fuzzy wuzzy! Let's not hurt them too bad. Let's make them scream! What did you do? What did you do? Split push! Howdy, folks. Welcome to Split Push. It's a Smite podcast from the casual, you know, perspective. You know, man, we're taking it easy. We're also a bunch of console players at heart with a little bit of Dan's still spreading off to the PC a little bit, man, taking it like a mellow time. But we got some PC perspective in here with us this week with a special guest, which I'll get to here in a moment. But first with me here is the ever angry teenage angst. It's Beagle Girl. Oh my god. <laughs> How What's up, everyone? <laughs> and we got Yuki. What's up? That's all you got this week, so. All right. Uh, what's going on, asshole? I don't. Yeah. What? what? I, I have to be like inner. Fine. You know what? I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Guy. What's up, everybody? And dirt nap, Dan. Guys, I remembered to clap this week. Woo! I'm happy. Yay! And are, are you proud of me? Oh, very much so. But not as proud as I am of Guy getting us a special guest here this week. Someone that has taken his team and coached them to the perfection that they are. It is the one, the only, the head coach of Splice, Kabam. Hey, how's it going? Eh, it's going. You know, just chilling now, really. Just trying to relax, you know, amidst, you know, life's crises of, you know, having too many cats. Stuff like that. Let's not talk about it. I can it. relate to that, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we definitely need to uh, remove a few balls in our situation, and hopefully that'll rectify things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, thought, I th- really thought you were going to say, remove a few balls from our court, and that would have been funny. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, you know me, I'm not that funny. Mm-hmm. You know, so Work on it. Same. But... Well, anyway, Kabam, we usually, before we get uh, started with our games of the week, I usually give our guests a, a moment or two to kind of further our audience's knowledge of who you are, you know, what got you into Smite and what got you into 
you know, being a coach. So the floor is yours, my friend. Right. Um, I guess as far as how I got into Smite, I actually used to, I hated MOBAs for a really, really long time. Um, I had a friend that was really into Dota 2, which if you've never played it before, it's like the most try-hard video game that's ever existed, ever. It's like, if you could take a, a doctorate class on it, you would still like go into the game and not understand half the things that you have to know. And he was like, oh, it's fine. You know, you've played video games before. You'll definitely pick this up. Meanwhile, there are like people like cycling through like different colors of their boots for like HP when they're about to die and stuff. Like, there's so many things that you just can't know about it. So anyway, I go to PAX East in 2012 in Boston, and I see this like line for Smite, and you know I'm kind of wondering like you know what the hell is this? I'm not really here to see any of this stuff, but I see it's a MOBA, and my friend was super into it, so I tried to figure out when it was coming out, and because I figured it'd be interesting to him since it looked like wow. Um, you know, fast forward probably to the summer of that year, and he actually gets like the beta codes, and you had to get invited. But when you got invited, you got like two extra friend codes, and that's how I ended up getting into the game. Um, after that, I just kind of would log on, and we would literally play. We'd play like the Odin Zeus combo, you know, like the, the classic where you'd cage people in, and none of the gods had jumps back then, so it was like the easiest way to play the game ever. And then I don't know. I, I just, the original Wombo combo. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's all history from there. You know, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I didn't end up playing with my friend for that long. We would like be on like little like amateur teams where we'd scrim other crappy teams that you'd find in casuals. But that, that was like the extent of how much we played together. And then I, I just kept like playing. There was a period of time where I was in college and I would play like a game of Day of Cupid. That was my thing. I had my own little build. And I did that for like a year. And then one day I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to play a little bit more. And then I ended up, my first team that I was on that had like notable names, I was on a team with um, Aurora and Chaos. And then there was Nero and Triptych and the two other people you would never know of. But obviously Aurora and Chaos ended up being big figures in the scene. And then, yeah, I just kind of kept playing ranked and stuff. I didn't really have too big of a relationship with the players in there because I was too busy with school and stuff but eventually in uh, season 2 I found my way onto COG with that was with Aurora, Meerkat, DJ, and Best and after playing professionally I realized that that wasn't really for me but I still kind of I liked being involved in Smite and I figured I could be a coach and that's just sort of how I ended up picking up that mantle. That's pretty cool man. Yeah, when you said that uh you know, it reminded you of WoW graphics-wise. I, I can definitely see that. Although I think the, I think they're definitely better than than WoW. Not quite as cartoonish. So, um, yeah, that kind of always bugged me a little bit with WoW. How big some like the humans were. Like, you know, they're a little too bulky. Yeah, but, a lot of it was like the. It was more like the control scheme, right? Like, I really, I hate games where like I'm clicking my mouse a lot or at all. Really, I really don't oh, like, yeah. like clicking my mouse to move. I don't feel like I'm like controlling my character very well, so the WASD was a big deal for me. It's funny when I played WoW, I was a mouse mover, and if you were a WSA mover, I would kill you. <laughs> but, but I can't play Smite with the with the WSAD at all. I I just I've never the only game I've I've been able to use that on is Minecraft. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, because in, in there, if it, if it was combat, you know, I, I I don't know which way I'm going left, I'm going right. You know, it's just like when I call plays out here, go left, everybody goes right, because they know <laughs> I'm going right. Yeah. Yeah, I'd play a combination of the mouse and the keyboard when I played WoW. 
Yeah, I was always a combination, and I kicked ass. Well, I did have my strafes hooked up to the keyboard still, but I like didn't use strafing in Battlegrounds. I only used that for like you know when we were raiding and stuff. Anyway, let's get back to Smite here. Um, you know, you, you made mention there about, you know, Tryharden and um, Yuki, I heard you got a message about Tryharden this week. So let's, let's start off with your games this week. Well, uh, me and Dan got up about noon o'clock today, hopped on, grouped up a, a friend of mine from work who played a lot of League, got a PlayStation. So he's playing this a little bit today. And I looked, Dan, was we queued up for these arenas? Says, Dan. I'm feeling Aries, and he lo- looks at me across that screen, and he's like Cerberus. So we did it. We we, and I think Beagle was Artemis for the first one too. It was just yep. you know a salty beads team, and uh, we get they surrender at ten or twelve minutes, and then I get a message across the PlayStation calling me an asshole because we abused the uh, the game's crappy matchmaking because we were <laughs> in a team of five, and all I could think. I did message it back. I'm like, well, sorry to hear that, but it happens to us too. That's all I said back, because I don't need to start that shit in my life. But uh, and I'm just like, what do you what do you expect? I mean, you're you're getting mad at me and messaging me because of the game's matchmaking. Good mm-hmm. job. I mean, you're an asshole, <laughs> but, but not because of that. No, yeah, no, I'm totally an <laughs> asshole. That's what I was thinking my whole time. I'm like, well. He's got one part right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so we uh we back to back got back to back surrenders, um, as a group. Me and Dan both playing Cerberus and Aries like that. It's pretty funny. The game that the guy messaged me on was eleven and two, and twenty seven on Aries, and the next game was three and zero because Beagle kept stealing all my kills. <laughs> She's good for that. Thinking yeah. they deserve kills. Yuri's been working on a couple things. He played a. Uh, Knox in one of those games and it was hilarious because I got a pull. I just yell out, I got five of them and the Knox silence pops up under me when they land and they're stunned in it and I think we killed all but one of them. I think one beads and got away. Um, yeah. It's actually been, I mean today in, in particular, it's been kind of rough the whole week and I hadn't been on a whole lot but this today has been really good. We had a lot of wins. Uh, mm-hmm. The randoms we got queued up with, pretty solid uh, all the way around. So it's just been been a lot of fun, except uh, for that one where you called it. Oh yeah, yeah, the game where I'm like, man, we've had good randoms for like two games now. Guy's totally gonna suck, and he did. But uh, he didn't cost us the game. We won that one. That was he was he was Raijin, and that was an assault. I think he hit a total of two Taiko drums the entire match. Yeah, but that's okay. I was Baron and Dan on Chiron and Beagle on Soul. We were pretty well set. And, Oh yeah, that's when I went eleven and two. Yeah, yeah, we did good. So that was that's pretty much my games. There were a couple earlier this week that were really, really bad. Every once in a while, we're like, we should rate conquest again because I still really want to play conquest. And then we play conquest, and I change my mind very quickly. Yeah, we got to work on that. You know, it, it's now conquest is always that that beast of a game where you got to not only have all your particular god knowledge. You got to have the mo- mode knowledge to go along with it too, and combine that all in together into a nice little package. But Dan, how about you? How how are your games been this week? Well, as Yuki pointed out, we've been just botting through a bunch of arenas. It's been a little bit of a bore snore for me because it's either you get stomped or you stomp. It's just whatever. 
I haven't really had too many good games there, but... Um, I've seen you have a two-ticket win. Yeah, but it's Arena. That, that, just, that's still pretty close. Come on. It's <laughs> not a stomp or be stomped. It's, it's Arena. Anyway, um, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Joust as Uller. I got a star on him this week. I was pretty excited about that. Been doing really good as him. I'm just scrolling through a couple games, like 13-0, 7-2. Like, it, it's been really fun. A lot of fun. 12-2. Um, I don't think I've lost a game. Oh, wait, I did lose one joust as Uller. Never mind. Okay, so I lost one. Sorry, guys. You're terrible. Um, You're I'm a disappointed. I know. I know. You're, gr- you're grounded. <laughs> um, I had a really fun assault as Chiron. Uh, they just didn't, didn't have it in them. I don't know. They just kind of stood in my abilities. I went 12, 2, and 14. It, it was, was fun. fun. Every now and then you get those games where just people just stand in your abilities. It's like, I'm not doing anything different. <laughs> right. They're just not. They just weren't juking. They weren't like That's always moving around a lot like good players do. They just kind of like. Stood still until it was time to walk at somebody, and doesn't it never mess never you up. And they stand still, and you're like, should, they should be juking, and I throw to where they juke should be juking to, and they're not there. Yeah, because they're just oh. standing still, and I'm like, what the fuck? Dan, that joust the other day. Yeah, we did have a joust where like the first couple axes just whiffed so bad. So I'm like, they're not juking at all. They're just sitting there or walking in a straight line, and I. I've learned to expect them to have some sort of brain cells, but some people still manage to prove to me that I should not think that. So that was a interesting game. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I, I really would like to play Conquest, but my team can't handle it yet. That's because I'm always out of position. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Kabam, have you been playing it all this week? You know, I... <laughs> I was actually just scrolling through, and I've played, like, a lot of Smite this week, but I don't really remember any of it. <laughs> like, I've been, oh, so you're on, you're on guys' level. Then. I've, I've, level. Been, I've been streaming, like, I think this whole week I streamed, and every day I streamed for, like, at least three hours, and I, there is no game. I, I, I think I was more focused on, like, just reading chat and stuff. I, I can remember one one fight in one game, and I've probably played like forty or something games this week. <laughs> and I, the only reason I remember it was because I, I remember thinking like, because I was playing Pele, and I I I hit an ult where like I was actually hitting everyone with all three autos, and I was like, oh, this must have been what Clumsy thought of when he made this character. He's like, oh, every T fight's going to be super sick because Pele's going to come in and cone AOE. All like five people the whole team fight and that has literally never happened except for that one fight in that one game <laughs> that, that was like my last that was like my only thought i guess this entire week while playing smite <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah it sounds just like me they all just blur together yeah 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 i i, I get that a lot because we do play a fair amount and then yeah you just kind of get that bleed together where you know, nothing in particular you know can stand out uh this week, for me, though, I'll, I'll go ahead and step up to the floor. So an interesting game I had is I played a, a Guan Yu in an arena. And this was uh, me, Guy, Yuri, and Dan, and a, and a rando. Uh, rando was playing Hell. And I went uh, into this match, and I'm just like, 
what do they have? They had an Odin, uh, Kuzumbo, an Afro, a Ra, and a, and a Loki, a Diamond Loki. So, you know, we're all like, oh, great. You know, they got some, some crap going on here, but you know, I just, usually I'm kind of more reserved and not so aggressive when I play the warriors and the tanks and stuff. I kind of, you know, I'm, hey, look, I'm, I'm trying to be the front line for my team so that they can do shit. And this was a, I'm fucking running at you game. And I just <laughs> ran at people. And I died a lot. I died nine times, but I, I got six kills. I also had 30 assists. And I set my team up for a ton of kills. And it was just, <laughs> I, I felt bad for the Loki because there was at least three times he went invisible. I'm like, Give it a half second and dash and <laughs> sucker, you're back there. You know, we missed his ult a few times on that. That that was just sometimes you we were just on that Loki was just not having a good game. No. And and that was great for us. Cause you know, he he was just like for me, when he's when you're against a Loki, it's you you're either getting stomped by him or you don't really care about him. And this match, I was actually paying more attention to the Kuzumbo than anybody because he was doing actually rather well. So, you know, hats off to him. But uh, it was just a fun game of running at people. And I I enjoyed that because I don't really typically do that at all. Uh, but otherwise, I've been playing a lot in, in uh, well, mainly Joust, but also some Conquest. Been playing, playing the pup, Cerberus. Wanted to add a new Guardian into the rotation for support reasons because you know, I got some guys that I'm good at, but, you know, you always got to keep expanding that base, looking for someone that, you know, we haven't played so much. Maybe, you know, you'll like them. And I I know Cerberus can cause a lot of problems, you know, especially when I'm playing against him. So I'm like, well, you know what? That's kind of usually how I pick who my next character is going to be is who have I been having problems against? So been having a lot of fun with him. <laughs> Actually, a highlight I had with him was funny. It was a joust. It was... Tuesday morning, I had off uh, work for the day. So I get up. I'm like, all right, nobody's around. I'm going to solo queue me up a joust. All right, going to play some Cerberus here. And I go running out to lane. I'm the first one running out. And as I come running out, I see the enemy Neath under my tower shooting at it. And she took two shots from the tower. And I'm just like, if I had sprint right now, I would use it. <laughs> So I go, I'm just, you know, run, run, run. Like, where'd she go? And like, she went into the side jungle. I'm like, well, she probably, and then what's that I hear? Do, do, do I hear basic attacks in my blue buff area? I'm like, I do. And I just looked at the two enemies that were in lane looking at me. And I made a hard left into the blue buff, turned the corner and yep, there she was. I got first blood. I'm like, honey, you were already half health. Now these minions are picking on you and you got a Cerberus jumping on you and breathing fire. Like, done deal. So I actually got the first two kills that game. That was quite fun. I ended up going like 6-0 and 9, but that was on the, the days that uh, Guru was not tracking games. But I think I finished 6-0 and 9 there. And, um, oh, what did I... Oh, that was the other game. I've been playing a lot of Cernanos. Uh, in, in uh, arenas. I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, really? No one picked a hunter? Like, okay. So he's the guy I've been working on lately. I went 0 and 9 in this 20 minute arena. 
0-9. I was 35,000 damage in 20 minutes and 5 seconds. That's pretty good. That's nuts, especially on that character. Yeah. I was 0-9 because everybody stole every bloody kill. (laughs) Did you have any words for that? No, I was I I put myself off in my own little group chat, so I wasn't talking to people, and <laughs> and I'm just like, just like okay, you know, I'm all right. I, I'm always that's the, actually one of my problems with hunters is I burn down targets, but then someone's like, oh, look at that little health guy dead. Yep, <laughs> thanks. That's what you're there for, yeah. right? But uh, it was funny because the the enemy team had a Thanatos in the match, and right in the beginning. I see him like weaving through the fight, not doing anything but weaving through and then scythe me. I'm like, hey, what the? I'm on the, I'm on the back line. I'm, you know, I'm not an early game god. And, and here he is, Mr. Early Game himself, just charging at me and scything me for half my health and, and, you know, basically killing me. And halfway through the game, I'm like, you know what? There is only one person on the enemy team and that's Thanatos. They had an Alpwash. I didn't care. And <laughs> I was just, Balls of the walls. Where's Thana? Where's Thana? I started going after him, and as soon as I would hit him with anything, he start to he he would start to run. Uh, like literally, I'd hit him, he'd run. I'm like yeah, you only pick on me when you can get the drop on me. I see how it is. And there were so many times in the second half of that game, I'm just burning him down, and then boop, somebody comes by and finishes him off. I'm like really? It was like I was playing with four beagles. Sounds like <laughs> my pentacles. You know? Wow. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? So it was definitely uh, <laughs> definitely a fun hey, week. That could have been a shot at Yuri too. All right. Yeah. You're not definitely. the only one now. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But uh, I told him he made the podcast for a reason. <laughs> Damn. The, the only uh, the only other thing I have to say about my week is I realized in the beginning of the year I had set a goal to master at least mastery level one all the gods, and I realized I kind of haven't been doing that. So I've been um, playing a lot of people I'm not familiar with. Did did have some fun playing Bastet in a joust yesterday with with uh, Dan and Yuri. Oh. You know, jump in, make them bleed, unleash cats, jump out. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Poor Medusa, <laughs> silent death. Yeah, <laughs> your name was such a <laughs> such a forecast. But anyway, Beagle, how have your games been this week? Well, I have. I definitely have some interesting ones. Like, the other day, it was mostly just me, Dan, and Yuri playing Joust all day. I was playing Scylla. This game, I was playing Scylla. Dan was Ardeo. Yuri was Jingwei. And their team was disgusting. It was a Kabrakin, an Erlong, and a Cerberus. And it was going, it was going horrible. Like, I was so frustrated. I was ready to like throw my controller, break my PlayStation. I was so mad because it was oh, going to be one of that's the game where you turned into the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right, just wait. <laughs> and we just kept. I just kept dying over and over again. Like I went five, five, and five. Uh, Dan was one, seven, thirteen. Yuri was eight, five, and three. Surprisingly, their Kabraken was the one who built mostly full damage, or not damage, um, tank, which I thought was a little bit weird. He had some offense items, but not much. 
and I was just getting so frustrated. But I think we already had Tower at this point. We finally killed all three of them, and we had, and it was Deicide, and we had the chance to push. And we actually had just enough time to get the Titan. I think this was a game where the Titan was low enough where they ignored the minions. And the minions <laughs> killed the Titan. Oh, at the end of that game, just winning that game, because I thought that was going to be one of our first losses. I know we lost like once before earlier. That would have been like our second loss. I literally just screamed. I probably made Dan and Yuri go deaf. I screamed like, Ah, oh, I don't lose! Because I haven't lost as Scylla more than once that day. Like, I screamed it. I'm not even kidding. I yeah, that day, me and Beagle it. played, like, 30 jousts, and we won 29. <laughs> yeah. I literally am not kidding at all when I say I screamed. Like, Yeah, she went full Hulk, and, like, the whole house hurt her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I remember catching that, I'm just like, what the hell just happened? I think I just got home from work or something. Yeah. Crazy. Kids these days. Is that what you got, people? What? Wait, she's, uh-oh. I hear her talking, but I don't hear her talking. Uh-oh. Bagel. You broke the beagle. You broke the beagle. And she broke mid-sentence. I hear her up there, but I don't hear oh, her. Reminiscing Beal about the game dead. brought back some emotions. <laughs> oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just roll with it, though. I'm always angry. Yeah, that's Beagle. <laughs> the secret is, I'm always angry. Alright, well anyway, back to your games now. I also played some really good games in some arenas we've been playing today. I played some really good games with Neath, where I had always 11 kills or more. Two out of the three games, I never died. But I always had more than 11 kills, so that was freaking fun. And I played an Artemis... In the game we talked about earlier with Ares and the Cerberus, we went 13, 2, and 20. So that was fun. I also had to play Bakasora and Assault when a trade would not work until last minute, which I was like kind of nervous about. But I ended up going 6, 3, and 16, which is not bad for me because I suck as assassins and in Assault, that's just kind of rough. And both, all three deaths were very spread out, so that was kind of cool. Nice. Nice. I almost had a pentakill as Uller, but, you know, somebody, <coughs> Yuri, once you listen to this, you <laughs> little rat fucking bastard. I'm just kidding. It was definitely not Yuri's fault, but Guy even went up on the dodgy pillar and pulled the fifth one out of base for me. And I was Uller, I was all hyped and ready, I used my combo perfectly. It wasn't quite enough to kill them, so I went for the basic, but in the middle of that... Uh, Yuri was playing tier and had crowd like did the aggressive stance push against the the Daji pillar, so I didn't have to like, so I couldn't miss, <laughs> and he ended up killing her because Cuckoo's alt went through at the same time as his fearless did. <laughs> yeah, I seen it. I, I see the quadra kill, and I see the one guy running for base, and I'm like, oh hell, I know this dude ain't getting away. I'm like, pop up on my pillar, and I hit him in the base and pull him back out of the fountain with my. Dodgy old, and boom, Dan and Dan's get the kill. 
Yeah, Kabam Beagle's our resident uh, Penta kill stealer. We even had to put a, an emote in our Discord about that. Um, but, you know, we, long story. But I yeah. have six. I could have like twelve. <laughs> do, do you think if if there was a if there was a medal for pentakills stolen, how many would Beagle have? Oh, enough. I can think of one medal, you know. <laughs> I can and think then of it, a picture five. of a face comes up on the screen. Yeah, it literally would be just <laughs> Beagle I, I Girl medal. Yeah, I think it's do, legit. Do they, like five. They, they could use the high res troll. Uh, you know logo for for that one mm-hmm. there yeah. you go <laughs> uh the best still is that ymir on pc she's like let dan get the penta let dan get the penta swings club the person that's like saying oh you have to give this person the penta and then they just like throw an ability out like i didn't think it would kill them <laughs> like, no oh way. it was my first it would have been my first P- penta on pc because obviously i play mostly on ps4 um I was so hyped, I was, like, flying across the arena, and I'm like, he's right there, he's right in front of me, Beagle's chasing him, there's no way he can get away, he can't do anything. I get there, I'm swinging my basic, and she just goes, Emir, smack! And I'm like, oh my god, are you (laughs) kidding me? (laughs) Not in, like, a mean way, but I was like, what did you do? What are you doing? Yeah, kind fun. of like how he like talked to like a small puppy or something. It's like, what yeah. did you do? <laughs> exactly, like talking to a small puppy beagle. Yep. And she whimpered. She definitely whimpered. Oh, oh she did. Are they, are they just ganging up on you and bullying you, or, or are these all true stories? Oh, these are true. They're true. Oh, Get out they're of true. <laughs> oh, there seems to be a, a difference of opinion here. They're definitely true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by her nervous laughter that she's lying to you. Uh, See? <laughs> Alright, guys. Let's wrap up the games of the week here with your uh, your humbleness. Alright. Well, I've had a weird week. My car got broken into earlier in the week. My wallet got stolen. And then, like, the very next day, the police department brought my wallet back to me. But after that... <laughs> I uh, I got Kuzumbo Diamond this week. I've got Ares Diamond this week. Nice. And I got up to Plat 3 in rank Joust. Let's see. What else Oh, I forgot happened? to mention that. I'm Plat 1 now. <laughs> what mm-hmm. else has happened? Not, not much, really. Just a lot of gaming. Like I said, they all blur together. I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2 also this week. So that's taking How some of my time. You. I know, and I just got Black Ops 4 last night, so we'll be trying it out pretty soon. Um, but man, you know, that's about it. Kuzumbo. Mr. Humble himself. Kuzumbo yeah. and Aries Diamond now, so that's my big stuff for the week there. Hell yeah. So, Guy, let me ask you, uh, in your flurry of playing Aries... How many times did Blink not go off and you all did nobody? At least four to five times. Uh, y'all need to get good. I know. I oh, I had that today. I had like a perfect five-man serball, and I went to Blink, and I was just like, I'm going to just alt right here instead. And I'm like, oh, I could have got five, but I barely got two. Yeah, that's what it is. I, you know, I go and hit the Blink button, I'm like, I'm going to hit my Blink and instantly alt, and 
Oh, wait, I'm just Olten sitting here. What's going on? Why did my <laughs> blink not go off? Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, and, you know, you always look around and see if anybody's looking. Of course, everybody's looking. <laughs> your whole your whole team <laughs> just stops and stares like... The other team's dancing huh. on the other side. That awkward silence. Do, do oh, it's never like- silent. It's, those are some of my favorite <laughs> moments, though. When you just stop and turn and look at somebody, because everybody respects that. Everybody was just like, yep, just give this man a moment to look at that guy. <laughs> All right, back, game on now. Uh, yeah, that's about it, though. Shout outs so, to you're, that you're conquest we played like months ago. If anyone ever stops to look at me, I pop them, dude. <laughs> there's been times where um, i'll miss like an uler axe by like an inch and they'll they'll do the whole like stop look back where it went and by the time they turn back they're dead and i'm like i don't fuck with you <laughs> exactly you're not my friend <laughs> uh, but hey i've converted people i have you know this is what is you know, sometimes you just kind of give up on a game and next thing you know you just goof off and you get someone on the other team that's just like dude you're speaking my language so. And then you kill him, Don't. and then you're back in the game. <laughs> no, That's actually, right. literally, he, jo- he joined our team, and and he fought his his allies with us. It was it was hilarious. It's yeah, the bait and switch, me. dude. Yeah, it's my yeah. style. I'm like, yeah, we're friends. Hey, let's hang out. Boom, let me outwash you to death. So my my favorite my favorite thing to do recently is go out and assault and start jumping. But I got that ability primed up and ready. All right, they're all jumping together. Dead <laughs> suckers. I remember my, one of my favorite air results while I was grinding him to diamond was I run up to the edge of their tower line and I'm just jumping and jumping. They're all like standing in front of me taunting. And then my team catches up and I hit that button and they all died. And it was just like, <laughs> hmm, I win. <laughs> I had the best jump. Oh, all right. Well. Oh, speaking of which, the new jump stamp, I love it. Oh, jeez. The beginning of every match is how long am I allowed to jump, Magic Eight Ball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been using that until I jump. Look down, more jumping. Okay, keep jumping. Look down, don't jump. Damn. <laughs> it's why it's why you've been struggling as Mercury now. <laughs> no, I haven't been able to play him because my team won't play Conquest. Nerds. I mean, we can uh, play, but it, it's your health. Yep, exactly. It ain't my hell, it's your hell. You're the one that gets so hell. mad about it. Th- oh, th- hell. Th- 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 hey, the th-, th was hard to hear over the mic, okay? Seriously, Dan? Seriously? Seriously? Yeah, that was one of my WoW characters. Seriously. <laughs> There's something wrong great with too. What was I mine? Say, I, I would, can't re- I, would, oh, I, forget, I forget what I would say to people, and they'd be like, really? And I'd be like, seriously? <laughs> And then they'd be like, oh, fuck, he got us. <laughs> and then Every I'd walk time. up as, as, as ridiculous and just be yeah. like, that's just ridiculous. Anyway, moving on. We're getting sidetracked here again. You know, Sidetracked is our second name. Yeah, split push sidetracks. So we got Kabam here with us this week. That's me. And uh, yeah, that's you. Still, wow, this dude is going to work. He's still with us. High five. So. Guy, you recruited him, right? So uh, I'll let you lead off with uh, some some of our host questions here. All right. Uh, well, you know, uh, so you guys have already punched your ticket to Worlds. What are you? Uh, are you guys just watching matches for the next week? Are you studying up on the other teams for the next week while they're oh, playing? Or yeah, God, uh, 
I don't know. Preparing for anything in Smite in terms of like her teams and stuff, it's a really long process actually. So with the land coming, we also since we have to prepare for worlds ourselves, a, a lot of teams do it differently. I'm finding out like some teams like took a break from scrims to sort of like get themselves some space from the game and freshen up. But we had like the opposite approach where like normally a team will scrim like three to four hours a day. Um, and we kicked that up to where we were scrimming two blocks of those time slots. So we were scrimming from like anywhere like six to eight hours a day. Oof. Um, and that sounds probably like kind of cool because like I, I think a lot of people have this like idea that like you're playing Smite and you're getting paid and that's super sick. And it is. Don't get me wrong. Um, but have you ever had to sit down and had to play Smite? You know, like you have to be there for eight hours. I don't know. It gets a little draining sometimes. Whenever uh, Yuki sends me an invite, because if I don't join, he'll spam the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm coming for your PlayStation boy. It's tricky because you have to work on like improving yourself and also figuring out what other people are doing, especially like when you're going into a land where like they, everyone's had a month off and you don't see everyone, right? So someone could show up and they're completely different from like what they were doing a month before. So a lot of what we're doing right now is focusing on ourselves. And when we get to watch the qualifier and see what all the teams are doing, it'll be pretty interesting. we're going to have, I'm going to probably spend more time than the rest of the team. Cause we still have practice during the um, qualifier, but it's going to be a lot of seeing what other teams came up with, if it's any good, or if they're just, I don't know, throwing darts at the wall and seeing what sticks. Oh Yeah. How difficult is it, I mean, during the LAN, getting ready for team to team? Because you really sometimes don't know how, who you're going to play next until the games are over with. Um, You know, the thing that's kind of nice is, like, usually you have a pretty good idea just from eyeballing it, like, who's going to make it through. Um, And even if, like, you're wrong, you can sort of, like, com- the easiest thing to start with is to compare, like, what gods you play versus what gods they play, right? Like, do you guys prioritize the same stuff? and then like teams that where you do prioritize the same things like what are you willing to give up and then if they don't have like the same characters they like as you then like it's sort of like both teams are probably going to get what they want and it's just who's better that day um so it's not as hard as it sounds it's just coming up with like lots of different scenarios so that you're ready because you don't want to like get on stage and then like they pick something that you weren't expecting and then you sit there and you have like let's say like a minute and a half to like look at all the gods and see what you want to do so if you don't prepare for it in time, you're not going to be quite ready when it happens. So I want to oh, piggyback yeah. on that, actually. Um, so there's a lot of talk in like, the community and the, the announcers, the casters, all talk about, you know, what are we going to see? Because, you know, I'm sure there's pocket picks, things people are trying they haven't used, gods they've been holding off on that have mm-hmm. been pretty successful in the game but not seen a lot in SPL. Um, like... And obviously, I'm not going to be like, you got to reveal all of your secrets here, because that would be insane. I want you guys to win, so keep it in your pocket. But is there, like, does that legitimately go on in the pro scene as far as, like, oh, we haven't played the Morgan all year. Nobody's played the Morgan all year, but wonder if anyone else knows that with these three items, she's an unstoppable force of nature kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Does that... Well, <laughs> so I guess, like, to, to start with that conversation, right, like, if you're talking about the majority of the year, right, so... If you play, if you're playing SPL, it, it's really, really tricky to explore new new things. When you find something that's working for you, usually you want to sort of fine tune that instead of like running off and finding new stuff. That's not always like inherently true, but 
you you play a team every week, right? Sometimes you play two teams in a week. So you don't have a lot of time to explore new stuff and your the amount of practice time that you have is like pretty valuable because even right. if you're scrimming 3 hours a day, you're not guaranteed to get 3 hours of good practice. Um because teams burn out, teams have bad days, teams quit early, teams don't show up. Any any assortment of things can go wrong, right? So there isn't a lot of time to like look at all the characters and say, "Oh, you know, this looks pretty good in ranked." Should I should I try this or should I practice the stuff that I know works? Um, and that's where you sort of see like a little bit of stagnation from split to split, where like people aren't willing to explore new things if what they're doing is already working. They wait until it's not working. And the right. teams that you usually see doing like really crazy stuff are the teams that aren't winning because they're like they're trying to find their footing somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. Um. But when when you have a big break between like the, like the SPL play versus like a, a land game. You're going to see different stuff come out. You might see like a different strategy or different characters, or you might see like a new build with a character that makes them really, really like viable in like the way the game is played compared to how it was like a month ago. Right. A lot of a lot of different things can happen when there's that much time given to you. It's just when there's league play, there just there isn't enough time to come up with something crazy if you already have something that's working. Gotcha. So no secret gods. <laughs> no, I mean, like every god. The, the interesting thing about Smite is that, like, almost every god, almost every god. I'm not gonna say like, every character has a spot, but like, you can almost play any character you want as long as it it fits the situation. Right. And that, that's gonna be dependent on what other people pick. But, like, there there is no, there, like, there aren't that many characters that you're like, there is literally no situation where I would ever pick this character ever. Because even if like they're not like traditionally good, almost every god in Smite does damage. That's sort of smites thing whether you like it or hate it almost everyone can hurt you so i mean i don't know that, that means every god can do something in my opinion so i know uh one of the questions i i had here is i've always just been curious like what is as a coach of a team like what's more in particular your role per se you know that's actually so i've obviously well maybe not obviously i don't know how familiar you guys are with my history but i've coached a bunch of teams, and a lot of them were not successful. Um, <laughs> I coached for Envy in the fall split of Season 3, and that was Cyclone, Oceans, Kiki, Polar Bear Mike, and Skeleton. Um, and that so. team ended up being like sixth seed, but when we were going to our Group D land, we actually were like really confident in what we were going to do. Um, but then one of our picks when we got there that we were like pretty reliant on actually got banned from the tournament, and then oh. everything uh-huh. flopped over. Who got banned? Who was shock in season three? Oh, <laughs> shock yes. got banned. Yep, I love I love me some um, shock. But he had a bug. Because- he had a bug yeah. where would, his ult would take people out of their CC immunity. Mm, caught him juicing, um, huh? So that <laughs> happened. <laughs> and then uh, after that, I so. Last year, I was the coach for ALG. Um, I joined, I think, like the second or third week of the, the spring split. And that's when Mike was still on the team. And then in the summer split, we actually had a pretty good run for the first few weeks. Um, that's when like Sunder was really strong and people were using Bracer and all. It was like that, that crazy, like high damage. Everyone had like a lot of weird stuff going on. And then we, we had like some weird stuff happen in the team, and then we flopped there, and then the last split was super, super, super bad. Um, and all like during all that time, I, I didn't 
like change too much. What I was really trying to do back then was I would watch every game when it happened and then I'd watch it again and I'd make all these notes on like all like the mechanical and decision errors that people made and I would bring their attention to them and I would like go back and like I would link up like gifts of the situations I was talking about to the comms they were saying and talk about where the miscommunications would happen. So my I took it my job was to find errors and give several resolutions to those errors. That was my my main goal. Um all right. Well, can I ask a follow-up question right to that point? Sure. So how is it giving that constructive criticism to your team? How do, how do they take it? I mean, is it do you have any issues like, you know, where people are, you know, not not take, don't take advice well or, or or you know, how can you can you expand on that a little bit? Sure. So I'm in an interesting position where I, I did play professionally, right, in season two. So people are more willing to give my opinion value than like let's say like somebody who's just trying to like be a coach and like because I think for a lot of pros it feels like people who are trying to get a coach position in Smite are just trying to find a home on an org to say hey look I'm part of Splice I'm part of LG look at me like they're trying to like piggyback off of the team they don't offer a lot so there's a lot of people viewed as like they're trying to like sort of leech off of the team sort of and like a lot a lot of people have done that in the past actually um so it's not like completely unfounded so i'm in an interesting position where people know that i'm there to like try and be helpful and it's a lot of back and forth right like because they respect me and they know i respect them like they're they're willing to have back and forth i don't claim to always be right it's an open discussion where like i ask for opinions from all the players because one of the biggest disconnects you can have on a team is that you know, your solo laner doesn't play mid, and your solo laner doesn't play, like, ADC, and your jungler doesn't play any of the other roles, right? So there's not a lot of, like, knowledge of other roles. They just know very, very specifically what they're supposed to do. So my job has been recently to sort of be, like, a bridge, right? To mediate conversation between people who aren't understanding why, like, let's say, like, Aurora can't go in like the other support is because they're not considering the circumstances, like, how the lane went and how that impacted Aurora's farm or experience or, you know, why we aren't defending something. And that could be because, you know, we're behind and we can't get there in time or they have more pressure somewhere. Like it's little things. It's like helping to make it so the arguments don't get out of hand. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that just comes down to creating mutual respect between players and understanding because most of the players I've worked with, they get frustrated because they feel like, the enemy team is doing something to them and they doesn't they don't understand why we can't do it back and it's sort of trying to understand why it's happening and how to fix it that's the most important that, i think okay that, that that is the biggest frustration is smite you know is, you just nailed it right there mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah like, how comes they can do it and i can't exactly yeah like come on guys we got this we just do what they're doing <laughs> So uh, I got another question. What do you attribute attribute Splice's late season run here? Uh, there's a lot of things. I, I I'm pretty blessed with that. I have very very smart players, right? Um, so this is a new season. There's a lot of things that changed about the map and how the game's supposed to be played. So what what I try to do is I try to ask my players their opinions on things. I I really I go around to a bunch of streams. I spend a lot of time listening to what people have to say and i try to sort of compile all that information and then we try to make a list of things that works for us right so you know 
my knowing what all my players want to do and how they want to do it that's been a big thing just creating mutual understanding between each other um obviously in the summer uh, we all did like a boot camp in new jersey for a month and a half uh at my parents beach house which was a, r- a really phenomenal experience actually um because you know when you live with each other it a lot of a lot of things can happen when you're living with each other and it gave them the opportunity to see them more than just like a person behind a keyboard right like you're not gonna rage and scream at someone like in your face you know what i mean i mean they, they had like arguments obviously but it wasn't like the same like and you can't just walk away from your keyboard when you don't like what you're hearing so and i guess that's the thing you have to remember is a lot of these professional players are like they're younger they're the best in the world at what they do and when they're struggling they're not always willing to like sit there and listen to someone who's telling them they're wrong like right when it happened right like if you give them like a day or two they'll be good to like have a conversation with you but I, you can't really be a professional in anything i don't think at least at the top level without having like a sense of pride and ego about what you do because you have to have that confidence what about you dan beagle um i have uh, well i could ask a million questions i'm sure but uh <laughs> i think my first question is uh what do you have anything to do with like the actual recruitment of the players? Um, so on Splice, I do. I have uh, I am in a position of pretty significant power in terms of like if I if I wanted to, not not that I do. I'm very happy with our roster right now, but like I'm given the authority to like look at other players and see if they would be a good fit for the team. It's my job to make sure that Splice is fielding the best roster possible. And if there's issues on the team, uh, the expectation is that I will bring them up to uh, Marty or Novos, who are like two of the people that I can report to about things concerning the team, um, and just sort of make sure that everything's being maintained positively. You know, Splice is a, a great organization. They've done a lot of great things for us, um, and they they want to make sure that everything is sort of being run smoothly and being run professionally. That's the biggest thing. Um, and uh, what what would you look for in players if you were uh, say your team completely disbanded? What would you, what would you look for in the players that you would be looking to pick up? Obviously skill, but are there any other attributes? Actually, the the most important thing to me is coachability, um, and by that I mean that you don't have to be inherently receptive to my criticism all the time, right? But you can't you can't always push back whenever somebody calls you out for being like doing something like. If you if you push up alone and die and you make an excuse because like I thought X was coming to help me or you know they just like rage out at people because they made a mistake and they're not willing to like look inward and focus on themselves and how to fix it that you you kind of get stonewalled right because if it that's an issue that's never going to be fixed and then you're always trying to work around that issue and if you constantly have to put band-aids on something like you're never going to be hitting your ceiling and that's like the biggest thing you always want to strive to hit your ceiling so coachability is definitely number one. Skill is like you need to have you need to be able to hit your stuff at a professional level, but that can always be like if you keep putting in time and effort and you you practice productively, you don't just like show up and like grind, which is like what all the players say. Like it's not enough to just grind; you have to be focusing on what you're doing wrong and fixing it. Otherwise, you just mindlessly show up and play smite. And you like it's like I said before when you asked me about my games, like. I'm not putting any conscious thought into what I'm doing. I'm literally just pressing my buttons and sometimes people die and sometimes I die. Like <laughs> that is not productive towards learning. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, it's just making sure that you are open and willing to learn, I think is most important. Yeah, I definitely uh, understand that. I'm like the so-called shot caller when we play Conquest, and I do Mm -hmm. typically have to get that rebuttal where it's like, why did you do this? And then it's, well, it's just like, well, you've done it like 16 times and it didn't work. Why'd you do it again? Yeah. Cause I Stop asking like why and tell me what to do. I'm just out of position. And that, that's the only thing too, right? Like, <laughs> I, 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 it's not like fair of me to generalize this way. I don't think, but I'll say it anyway. Is typically the people that you're finding on like esports teams currently, I feel like, weren't necessarily involved in like team sports. You know what I mean? They weren't working as a team. Um, and, and you know, our, our rank system is really based around sort of like individual play like if you are really really sick at your role and you can do really good things and blow open the map from wherever you are you can like you can carry the game because you get much bigger than you're supposed to in a normal setting um and that that's just that's not how like competitive video games work like you're a team you're supposed to like raise each other up and do what you can to help each other be successful you're not supposed to have all the resources allocated to one person and hope that they do everything like that's a lot of pressure to put on someone mm-hmm. um and it makes like if if you have like let's say your mid laner is like your carry. If a team realizes that and make and like shuts that person down, how are you ever going to win? You know what I mean? It makes you really not versatile at all if that becomes your strategy. So having a lot of players that want to work with each other and lift each other up and help them help each other be successful is the best thing you can do. So uh, what what do you do? Because we run into this, and and Dan usually gets the short end of the stick. What do you do? If, uh, and I'm usually the one doing it but if someone's kind of being a dick right like you're like you're like and it's like hey so why'd you do that the and, long end of the stick yeah just so everyone knows the sun i'll be like sticking out we could really ass. use a gank we're getting screwed over here well they're ahead and i'm like we'll fucking help out no we'll fuck you <laughs> well that, like that, and then like later it's like my bad bro that's like the age-old question in smite right like do you go and run like a triage to try and like save your failing lane or you just cut the leg off and try to get another part of the map ahead and then bring them over you know yeah Um, there's no like one right answer to that but like if you're getting like pounded like the the worst thing you can do is get like mad about it because if you're like yelling at people in comms like how like i don't know about you but when someone like pings me on the map and bgs spams me because they want me to help the very first thing i do is mute them and walk to the other side of the map (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I have literally i have no yep. it, like, if somebody is going to harass yep. me because they're getting like dumpstered my last possible thought is to help them ever and if, in fact like it, if i am getting annoyed enough at that person i will go over and take their farm from them like, <laughs> like that, that, that's like the level of petty like you, you really should like if you need help from someone it's like when you go to a restaurant you're not going to like shit on the people that are getting your food, right? Like you don't want them to like piss in your food or something. You want them to like give you a good meal. Like you don't you don't shit on the people that are trying to help you, you know? <laughs> like you don't yeah. walk into the kitchen and say, "Listen, bitch, this is the worst fucking burger I've ever had in my life." Yeah, well, you better believe you're getting the worst <laughs> burger after that, right? Like <laughs> yeah, fix me a new one. Fix me a new one. Okay. Special sauce. I don't know, man. I guess don't tilt. Like, if you find yourself getting really mad, take some deep breaths, put on some music that 
distracts you from whatever's making you mad and just do your best to like not feed. That's all it comes yeah. down to. We're we're currently developing the uh mid game cuz it's a lot of it obviously is mid game it you know when you're really wound up cuz you're in a game and all this stuff is we've been working on developing the uh the constructive criticism safe yeah. word. Well, you know, actually, uh, going back to that point, there there is something more you can do, and I actually I do think is important to bring up. It it's talking about what you're able to do, even though you're behind, right, or what you're not able to do. Yeah, so like, if you're behind and you're telling like telling your jungle, let's say you've you've had a bad first couple waves in duo, right, and you're like level three or level four, and they're invading like the second respawn of like your buffs, right. You, it's like your responsibility to say whether or not you can be there and if you can defend those buffs because it's really important that you don't keep losing your buffs forever. Um, but you have to be like critical about it too. You have to be like, hey, we need to let these go, but we need to keep the timer on these. Um, we can't defend them either because there's a wave in front of us and we can't get there or we're not level five, so they have their ults and they're going to pound us because we don't. Like It's just being like critical of what you can do and when you can do it, figuring out when you're strong or when you're going to be strong and working with your team to like try to win that like sort of critical point in the game because even if you're, like, you're losing early you can still get back in but you just can't get like mad and just like give everything up or just like yell at each other because things aren't going your way you have to like be constructive and figure out how how you're going to get back into the game instead of being mad about where you are in the game i guess yeah i mean i know we've definitely uh worked on the communication and there's we actually had some great moments with that uh over the last couple of weeks of you know we're getting pushed back in duo lane they're probably going to be invading our, our purple buff about the time you're going for red, you know, uh, for to Dan and, and, and Guy there, jungle and, and, and mid, it's like, how about we just meet up at the purple buff? We're just going to play back, we'll, you know, like, oh, yeah, you got us, you know, and just kind of be safe about mm-hmm. it and let them feel a little bit, a little confident about going in there. And then, you know, it's four on two all of a sudden, and, and then we can get pressure back in our lane. Exactly. Or we all four die and we surrender. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? All right. I have a little bit of an easier question for you. I, I, I've been watching you on Twitter and stuff. I see you post pictures of your dogs. What, uh, what's the name of your dogs and what kind are they? Um, so Bailey is a mini Australian shepherd. She's the the bigger one with like the, the white, black, and like brown fur. Um. And she's uh, about to be a year old in December. And then the little black dog is actually a Yorkie Shih Tzu mix. And his name is Munch. <laughs> Munch. <laughs> he's he's just yeah. a little chunker. Yeah, I he's like dogs. Munchkin. I got two Yorkies myself. Yeah. Awesome. Anybody else got any questions for him? I mean, I what could ask you, a million, Beagle? but I think we need to be able to answer anything. All day so. is... <sighs> I have a question. I have a question. Sure. We get into the podcast. No questions. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to claim that. I was actually saving that one myself. <laughs> I had a question. How wow. much? Uh, how much? How much film do you watch during a week? Like how many games a week do you watch? Uh, it kind of depends, right? So, like during the SPL, I watch all of the scrims that we play, right? At least when they're first played. And then we'll like we'll go back and like watch something if it, like the 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 biggest time that we backtrack is when like there's an argument where like two or more players on the team can't agree on what the play was and then we'll watch it back and sometimes there won't be an agreement but getting the other players on the team to have input will like at least like it's important to come to like an almost unanimous decision on something so like if four people say that this is the right thing one person didn't 
then that one person is just going to have to suck it up and do what the other four people said, basically. <laughs> and it's, it's like coming up with like sort of like a, I don't want to call it a flowchart because it's not quite like that, but like understanding how in like this specific situation, if it comes up again, how we should handle it. Um, because the worst thing you can do in Smite is have like not everyone do the same thing right now. Because a lot of stuff in the game happens really fast because there's a lot of damage and a lot of people aren't that tanky most of the time in the game. So you need to do yeah. things quickly and correctly the first time. Gotcha. I got that. Are you in comms with them when they're playing their games? In scrims, I'm listening. Okay. Uh, and same with SPL, I'm listening. But I, I don't usually ha like speak. I definitely don't speak in SPL games, but I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll interject in like scrims if there's like an argument going on that needs to just stop because uh, the way my team argues is like they agree with each other but they say it differently and they just keep saying the same <laughs> thing to each other for like and like literally they'll say it to each other for like 20 minutes and then I, I eventually i'm like okay you guys need to stop talking about this right now because the game's still happening um but like in spl i mean you, like you you technically as a coach you can like say stuff during the games but i mean you don't have like a, a like exactly like a live heat of the game, so anything interference you're gonna give is gonna be like three minutes behind anyway because that's how spectator okay. works. Gotcha. And then even even if I were to give them information, it would be pointless because when it comes to like land or at worlds, like I won't be there. So I've made it a a, a point not to do so. Um, because if you get to land and suddenly like you've been relying on me to like feed you information or something, it would be like it would show and you would like struggle at land. So like it's pointless to like use that to get there if you're just going to struggle when you get there right uh what what would be the number one thing that you find uh like that that mis creates mistakes would it be like positioning or uh over aggression or you know what kind of thing do most players have in common that causes the most downfall don't say positioning don't say positioning, don't uh, say positioning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pretty player dependent but if we're being honest i think it's a, that people don't pay attention the whole game um because like you can you can have words and stuff but sometimes like you literally like you'll hear especially in like competitive like you'll hear somebody say something like oh there's like an enemy in the right jungle and then you'll go into the right jungle and die and they'll be like right <laughs> they were there right Got it. oh like, yeah like, hey, I, I found him. He, he wasn't shitting me. <laughs> like, there actually yeah, was somebody in yeah, here. Yeah, I was like, I'm doing a heat check, you know? Like, yeah, I guess so. Like, it's just like people like not giving, paying 100% attention, I think, when the game's happening. Like, you have like a... Because, I mean, the games like in, in any MOBA are pretty long, right? And like having like laser focus like for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, like you're eventually going to have like a lapse at some point. So being like super alert of what's happening around you is like, I guess the biggest problem because issues of like, like you don't p purposely position poorly, right? It's because like you were just like thinking of something while you were moving and then like your brain suddenly wakes up and you're like, oh shit, like I'm at their <laughs> oh, tower line. Oh, that's four people. <laughs> yeah. That's like, oh, there's a lot of people here, you know, like. I think that happens to a lot of people. I think that's the biggest Wait, thing. Wait, was happens. that my ward that just pinged? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. It's getting better and better about controlling uh, or um, paying attention to the wards without staring at the wards when they ping. Is Exactly, because if you're staring at your mini-map, so but it's good to look at your mini-map for sure, because you need to know what's going on. But like if you're staring at your mini-map and there's somebody in front of you, like if they slap you with abilities, you're already at like an HP deficit, right? You're already losing. <laughs> like I don't know. It, it's... Just a lot of focus, I think. 
All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our host questions here for this week as time's dragging on here already. And uh, I'm quite looking forward to getting your opinions here on this week's session of Progression God being Agni. Oh, yeah. But before we get into the details, <gasps> I'm going to let Yuki talk about his lore. Yeah. About that. I get to do it in order. Every yeah. week, Yuki has to yell at him for this. I know. So Not every week. <laughs> most <laughs> most of them. So most. Agni is, uh, amongst other things, is the bit, is the Hindu god of fire. Uh, quite literally, Agni translates as fire uh, in the early Vedic literature, um, which is... Unusual for God to have a literal translation name. Uh, usually it's a little more abstract. Uh, but as far as his origins, uh, there's a couple for origins for Agni in the mythologies. Um, and the most common one for the Indo-European cultures is of a bird uh, brings fire from the gods to mankind, uh, which, as you see, it sounds a lot like uh, aliens. Yes, aliens. That's a whole different thing. I'm not saying it's aliens. I'm not saying it's aliens. Um, But it's it's common with a lot of, like you see it in Greek mythology, and they all, you know, those cultures and religions intermingled a lot more than I think people give them credit for, you know, four or five thousand years ago, even. Um, So you get a lot of similar stories. Um, But in the earliest texts from the Vedic literature in Hinduism, he shows up, brings fire, um, and kind of helps uh, bring and manifest the universe to being. So it's pretty cool. He's not. We don't have many like pure creator deities in Smite. Um, I kind of wish they'd done something with it, but I mean, they didn't. I don't know how they would make that work. He can bring people like back to life, kind of like a Kepri thing, but then he wouldn't be a mage. Whole different story. So he's pretty cool. He's pretty straightforward as far as the lore and the concept. Um, and they did a very good job having the two heads from mythology and keeping it straight and narrow. That's it? That's all you got? Yeah, pretty much. All right. I mean, I, I could go on a like 20-minute tangent about them, but we just don't have the time. Nah, I figure I'll just throw it over to Dan let him read through the abilities quick, and then we'll yeah. throw it over to Kabam, and he'll teach us how to play them. Which, okay. honestly, uh, um, it kind of breaks my heart to teach people how to play this guy a little bit, because I always enjoy when people don't know how to play him. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, okay, his passive is Combustion. After hitting four basic attacks, Agni will gain a buff. On the next cast of Flame Wave or Rain Fire, all enemies hit by those abilities will be additionally set ablaze, taking damage every 0.5 seconds for three damage, a total of six ticks. Uh, damage per tick is five, plus 10% of your magical power. His uh, first ability is Noxious Fumes. Agni summons a cloud of Noxious Fumes at his ground target location, doing damage every second. Firing any of Agni's abilities into the fumes detonates the gas, stunning all enemies in the radius, and the damage per tick is 10 to 50 plus 5% of your magical power. The fumes duration is 10 seconds, and the stun duration is 1. His second ability, Flame Wave. Agni summons a wave of fire in front of him that scorches all enemies in its path, and it ignites noxious fumes. Who would have thought? Damage, 90 to 290 plus 65% of your magical power. And his third ability, 
uh, Path of Flames. Agni blazes a path forward in a click da quick dash, leaving flames trailing behind him. Any enemies passing through the flames catch fire and burn for damage every 0.5 seconds for 2 seconds. A total of 4 ticks. Ignites noxious fumes. Who'd have thought? Agni is immune to knockback while dashing. Damage per tick is 20 to 60 plus 15% of your magical power, and the path duration is 3 seconds. And Agni's really annoying, free as hell, stupid freaking ultimate. Um, <laughs> every 18 seconds, Agni gains a flaming halo that can be expended to summon a giant meteor at his ground target location. He can summon one every 0.8 seconds, and guess what, guys? It ignites noxious fumes. Uh, damage, so. <laughs> damage is 140 to 300 plus 70% of your magical power, and the max halos is 3. Yeah. So. Anyway, Kabam. Why not take what? 900 plus 210% scaling? <laughs> yeah, you know. that That's how you play them, right? You just drop all three alts on somebody <laughs> and call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, it were only that simple, right? Yeah, Agni's uh, an interesting god. He He's one of my favorite characters. I, I had a hard time, because he, I, I think someone asked me what my favorite character was. And Agni's the one that's like, it's really hard to find a time in Smite where Agni was, like, actually bad. You, you could argue that he, like, wasn't, like, particularly good at some points, but he, he always is, like, you can pick him, and, like, you don't feel super bad for playing him, so that's something I've always liked about him. And then, also, when I was getting into Smite, I would watch, like, Lass's play, and that was, like, his character, right? Mm -hmm. Um, he, He's interesting because the way that you can play with his stun uh, he's pretty versatile because he has like basically a long range stun. If you're particularly good at using, if you have good ping and you're particularly good at the character, you can do like flame wave stuns, which are are really cool. Um, dash stuns and then bomb stuns. They're they're all like you have a lot of options to basically just kill everyone. Um, I think I think yeah. if you have a an okay grasp of the game too and you want to learn mages, he's a good option because you have a lot of different decisions you can make, and they're all going to be pretty good, right? Um, I think. You guys, one of the things you want to go over was how you level his skills, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. So, level one's an interesting choice because I think when you can get away with getting the three, and by get away with it, I mean you're able to dash the wave and you're not going to die instantly for doing it at level one. And there are definitely some gods in mid that can do that. Um, getting the dash at level one's a pretty good choice. Um, it does a lot of damage to the wave early, and it helps you clear it really quickly, and then you can get to... You can either invade the buff if you super out clear the mid, but that usually won't happen because Agni doesn't have any damage that goes over the wall, so he can't get to mid first. Or you can go secure your red buff pretty easily. Um, and then if you can't clear safely, you start with your two, and the nice thing about doing that is that if you hit, like, three autos on the speed buff and then two it and then leave, you'll have your passive up, and then you're able to the wave and do more damage there. And after that, your leveling priority should be like, um, you get either your 3 or your 2 at level 2, and then you level up your 2 again, level 3, and then get your 1 at 4, ult at 5, and then your priority there is getting your 2 to max, um, ult every time you can get it, and then your 3, and then your 1. But yeah, I don't, his damage output and his ability to combo on his own is really nice, because he's a mage that can set up for his own damage, which like means you don't have to like... I don't know, on Ra or Scylla, you're kind of, like, hoping that somebody hits CC so you can combo stuff. Um, so, he is a very individual mage, but he also is good at setting up for his other teammates and creating situations where you don't have to worry about what your team's doing to be effective. Um, 
and he has an escape too which is something that new people playing mages benefit from a lot because positioning on a mage can be really hard because everybody in the game really wants to kill you because you do like a quadrillion damage and if you're allowed to play the game then everyone's sad and nobody wants to be sad <laughs> Stupid old. i know that the few times that i'm stuck playing mid if there's a good agni I am done. I'm done. I'm down. I'm out. I'm crying. I'm <laughs> yeah, sitting I, I in the corner like of my tower whimpering. Some of the mages that get played there's, a bit too. There's definitely been times where I'll walk up to the front of my tower and all of a sudden Agni Bomb over the, over the jungle wall, stun, Agni Bomb, Agni Bomb, and I'm dead. And I'm like, yeah. oh. And I think it's annoying okay. about Agni too, right? Is like, if you go against an Agni, that is like there's almost never a reason for a mage not to be autoing the wave, right? But if this Agni's hitting, like, four autos and then dropping a bomb on you, not even to try and kill you, right, but just to poke you, like, it, it hurts way more, and it's, like, it doesn't require a much extra thought process to, like, hit four autos and then use an ability. And because you're spacing it out based on your four autos, you're going to have, like, the cooldown coming back up sooner and sooner, and you just keep layering your damage. He's, he's like, really annoying as a poke character, and he's hard to commit onto if, like, you're not coordinating at all. Yeah, yeah. I know one of the traps I fall into them is I always just want to use my two and then throw my one out and stun them. And I'm just like, I'm like so proud of myself for doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, I think a lot of people want to throw the one out first and then try to, to stun. And there's obviously times where that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just knowing that, you know, you can you throw the gas out on a flame that's already there and that your two has that little poof of flame at the end that gives you enough time to throw it out afterwards. And it gives you that whole circumference off that, because you only need to get a little bit of that edge of the one in there right. to make it explode. And I know like when we were going through our assault kick, we'd get to the end of the match and, and you know, and I'd look at my damage and I wouldn't have shit for damage, but I set everybody else up for kill after kill after kill <laughs> because I'm just like looking for the stun. Where can I get the stun? Where can I get the stun? Yeah. Yeah, free ults. Yeah. That's all you gotta know. Free ults. Yeah, the, tr- the tricky thing with him, I guess, is like is knowing <laughs> when you can uh, when you can use your bombs because they do give you an animation lock where you're just stuck standing there screaming at the sky. So like, if people notice that you're doing that, they can hit you. Yeah, I I kind of like it when Agni <laughs> tries to triple bomb people because by the time the second one goes off, I've killed him. <laughs> yeah. So what about um you know uh, items here? What you know thinking from the conquest perspective, you know. What's a good way to kind of build him out? Like, what are the core items and then some, you know, good go-tos? Um, so, as far as, like, how you can start the game, a lot of people like starting mages with a Book of Thoth start. So you start whatever the Book 2 is. I don't know what it's called. It's 1350, and then you do, like, two health pots and a mana pot. Um, your other option in that regard is you can start, like, mages' uh, blessing, and then you can do the start of, like... A spear of Magus or spear of Desolation, whichever one you want. I, I I personally like Magus more, but I can see the argument for Desolation. Um, so what it would look like if you went Book of Thoth is you'd want Book of Thoth, Pen Boots. Um, I personally like Spear of the Magus after that, and then it depends on sort of the game state, right? You could do a few different things. Um, I personally like going Soul Reaver after that. I think it fits a lot of good situations where you get a lot of power and you get the passive and it procs off of all of his abilities. So it does a lot of extra damage. Um, if you for some reason feel like you want like a little bit of life steal with some HP and some cooldown, um, Soul Gems uh, like an okay pickup. Uh, you can easily stack the procs and then the proc itself is like pretty strong. Um, 
And then if you, for whatever reason, feel like the other team is, like, let's say you have, like, an all-magic comp, and you feel like they have way too many magic props for you to deal with, just Spear the Magus, you could always get uh, Obshard. Um, you usually don't have to, but, it, like, if you're in a game where you've fallen behind as Agni, it's probably a good idea to look at the Obshard, because people are going to be way too tanky for what damage you're doing, even if you have the Magus. Um, but almost all those items, like, are really good to have on him period it's just the order in which you build them i think so i would probably go if i was book of thoth then pen boots then spear magus then soul reaver then obshard and then i would look at what i need last sometimes you might need a magize if there's like a lot of people that can dive on you since he doesn't have a cc immunity on his ult and you don't always have beads for like all the stuff they have um, if you don't need that you can look at you know, Soul Gem, Chronos Pendant, if you want a lot of extra cooldown, you can get Rada Tahuti, um, if you feel like you're the only person doing damage, because the, the interesting thing about Agni is that he has segmented damage, right? So if you hit one bomb, they're probably below 50% at that point, if they're squishy, and then, you, then your next bomb's gonna do, guarantee kill or do a ton of damage. Um, yeah, if you go to the Mage's Blessing start, you probably go Pen Boots into Spear Magus into Soul Reaver, and then you can kind of figure out what you want from there. I'd probably do... Soul Gem, and then Obshard, and then Rata Tahuti. With that build, it's pretty cheap, and you get your items online, and you do a ton of damage. So what's uh, what's one thing that like do you have that like trick up your sleeve? You know the that ace ace hiding in there that you know not a lot of people know about them, or you know. Oh man, the the thing that a lot of people, at least like this, is not true in comp. I want like. In like competitive play, this is not the way to play. But if like if people are like trying to fight you in like groups of like one to three, being like super super aggro and like dashing at people is like really 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 good, especially if you have actives on, um, because the dash does like a huge amount of damage. So if like you're like you were saying like you can put your gas down and then to it, but you can also put your gas down and three into it, and it stuns them, and it sets mm -hmm. you up for a bomb into a two. And the reason you bomb into the two is that 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 set of animations is long enough or like short enough. So where the stun runs out and they could use like their escape ability. And then you still have bombs to follow up because your flame wave isn't that long range. and You've already used your dash. So you, you place yourself on top of them. And then when they try to get away almost all the time, you'll, you'll, they'll still be in the radius of bombs and you can clean up the kill. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something to be said for a good dose of, a you know, aggression to, to catch people off guard, but I can definitely see that, you know, not necessarily being a very high level thing to do because you know they're they're good people <laughs> yeah as long as you're if you are ahead of the person you are against and you both have actives you'll probably win that trade most of the time i, I can think of a couple characters where that wouldn't work um but if you both have the same tools but you're ahead that care like agni out damage just about everyone in almost every scenario obviously you don't want to like dash at someone who can like ult and then like turret you down because Agni's bombs do take a little bit longer to go away but usually when you aggress on people they get scared because you're doing a lot of damage and they think someone else is coming because a lot of times it's why people play pretty passive so they assume if you're being aggressive mm -hmm. something's happening um but it's a play style thing but Agni Agni's kit is versatile enough where you can be passive you can sit back and you can be artillery or you can like you know you can kind of ball hard and just dash in and try to do as much damage as possible He's also really hard to gank if the Agni is doing okay because you can throw the 
vapors down after the dash and get the stun. Yeah. So if you go into gank him, he can dash 180 stun and then re- and then counter with just, you know, whatever ults he ha- uh, however many bombs he has left in the ult or mm-hmm. it buys him time for the jungler or somebody else to rotate over you. He can be really hard to catch out. Yeah, for sure. It, it can be tricky too for the Agni though. Like the time that you spend because a lot of people don't play on like super high sensitivity, right? So the time that you spend turning around is time that you're not spending running. So if you see that he's turning around, you also can like make that mental note like he's going to stun. And if you press your beads, he doesn't have his dash anymore, and he wasted time turning around, so you can catch him that way. Um, yeah, I think that's 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 one thing on console. We play with our sensitivity up by comparison. Yeah. Because the analog gets harder to turn, so we you actually get used to... And that's actually... We've always had a long thing going about what are, you know, the pros and cons of console versus PC, and... There's a lot of drawbacks to the controller as far as accuracy, speed, and that kind of stuff. But I think that might be one where if you play a lot of console, you're used to having your sensitivity up to make up for the analogs. Yeah, I guess the other part of that, too, is that like in that situation, you might not place the stun quite where you want in that situation. Too. Right. But uh, you did bring up a good point there, and that's where we kind of like to go next is, all right, so the enemy team has Agni, and uh, he's your opponent. What are What are some good ways to counter him? Man, like, as as far as, like, 1v1-ing Agni, a lot of it comes down to baiting his dash, right? Like, w- once Agni doesn't have his dash, he's, like, the freest kill in the world. So, figuring out how to make someone scared enough to use their dash is, like, a really good first step to we- winning against Agni. And, I mean, all it takes is, like, you can tell how they're going to play, because Agni's, like I said, have two speeds. Either they're dashing at you and, like, actively trying to kill you, in which case, you tell your jungler, hey, this dude is, like, an idiot and just dashing at me under tower just stand here and he will die or the other one's like he's hiding and then all you have to do is clear the wave and if you are rotating he like he has to look for you if he's playing that far back he's not going to necessarily have vision and if he does you just bring a sentry and you ward the jungle and you can just wait for him because he either has to clear wave or you cannot rotate him and just get kills and get your team ahead agni is like the way you play against him is heavily dependent on the person that you're playing against yeah i think that's important just you know that's one thing that's helped me and as I've been getting better is you really got to pay attention no matter who the god is, just how are they playing him? What what are their tells? Yeah, exactly. You know? And and also be careful not to, you know, let them condition you at the same time. Are they, all right, they did this three times, but then they did something different. Yeah, all right. You know, you got to pick up on that, that as well. But, you know, like, all right, if he's dashing in, yeah, all right, now I know, let him aggress and then dump my kid on him, you know, and exactly. stuff like that. That's very important. Very, very, very much so. Did I say that was important? Because it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then the most important question is, is when you're playing Agni, what skin do you use? I use the Cosmic one. I like that one a lot. Ooh, he's not a Swagney main. Oh. Guy's heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love Swagney, but... There's one thing I love about the volcanic skin, and it's how he moves. <laughs> yeah. And like, because you can literally be on the left side of the lane and just sidestep completely to the right step or the right side before his step comes down, and just like y- you move like 15 feet between steps, just going back and forth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I, I love my Swagney skin. He, just the voice lines make me laugh. Best announcer pack. Uh, Taco with the announcer pack. Sorry, Swagney there's an announcer swag. pack chest now. So, yeah, there you go. 
Yeah, Tacos is actually pretty good. But, uh, all right. Well, that, that wraps up our session of progression here for this week. Uh, but as always, feel free to hop into the Discord and continue any conversations, ask any questions, or provide any tips that we might have missed because, you know, that shit happens. But we're going to go ahead no, it doesn't. here. We're perfect. Are we? No. <laughs> sure, we, Wait, yeah, sure we aren't. Sure we aren't. But All right, just Beagle, me. you got the community section this week. We'll let you uh we'll let you run that because you know, that's what you do, right? Members in the guest questions this week. <laughs> and it starts off with well, Yuri's, who's now Glacian. He evolved. If you could create a god from a mythology, what would it be and what role would they play? We get a lot of interesting gods, but we need severally less mages, please, from Yuri or Glacian in Discord. Oh man, I don't know. I'm not like I'm not too familiar with any of the gods that aren't already in the game. I I, I know like really popular mythology and stuff like that, but I feel like they put a lot of the popular gods already into the game. Um was the other half of the question like what would I want a god to do? That's what it was. What role right? would they be? What role would they be? Oh man. If you say mage. I well <laughs> I, I guess the only thing I would be interested in right now is I would really like like a I, did you ever play this? I, I, this is probably not going to go over well. Did you ever play Paragon? Not personally. Yes. Do you, did you? Much. You know Crunch? Yep. I want a character like Crunch. What Crunch was is he was like a boxer, and all of his abilities, like when you press one ability, it changed what his other ability did. He was like a combo character from a fighting game. That would be cool as hell to have in Smite. I don't know yeah. what possible god in any lore would fit that, but a god that his abilities change based on how he uses which button in which order to do different combos would be super, super, super cool. Sounds like a warrior or an assassin. Yeah, sounds, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a kind of like a Celtic pantheon. They could do it with something like that. Yeah, maybe. All, all I know for sure is that that was like super cool. And like when I think of like, because it felt like when they made Chang'a, they made like a really like low cooldown character. It felt like her original design was supposed to be like, Something that like did combinations of abilities, and it just got like changed to be like something what we have today instead of that. But uh, right. when I when I look at her design, it feels like she was supposed to be like a character with really low cooldowns that just constantly combos you and whittles you down. And I think that'd be cool on a melee character that isn't a mage with lane wide attacks. That's my opinion. Yeah, God, I haven't played that since it was on beta. Well, it is dead now, so you will never play <laughs> it, it again. It is very dead. <laughs> Rip, Rip Paragon. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine, though. I mean, they're okay. So, you know, this is the third guest in a row who hasn't had any any thoughts on a, a god they'd want to see in the game, so I guess we'll just make it three for three for Bobby Aga. Yeah, man, if I was more familiar happen. with... Because uh, the problem is, is that like they took all of the gods that people would be able to easily recognize, right? So, like... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that That's all I got. I don't know. <laughs> but as far as a god idea and design, I can give you that. I thought that, that that's a good idea. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Someone that whose abilities change as they use them. I would never be able to play him. I'm too old for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> he would no, be my style. Another question from Sorry Too Baked. What's your favorite cereal? My favorite cereal? Why does Weekend's chat love cereal? I know, yeah, right? they got a problem. A Reese's Puffs, I guess. Reese's Puffs? Yo. Yeah. Like, Hell yeah. 
I just want to say that every time I'm in Weekend's chat, they're talking about cereal. Someone asks him what his favorite cereal is. And I'm like, what? (laughs) All right. I just saw it because it was like, uh, it said, like, number one weak daddy fan. And I'm like, why is Weekend's chat so obsessed with cereal? (laughs) Uh, Maybe it's because he he keeps changing it because he gets sick of one and then he, you know, dives into another. Yeah, I guess. Every week it's a different answer. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. All right, continue. I just had to put my input there. <laughs> Beatles boy 67. Why won't Sino learn new gods? Why won't Sino learn new gods? Because he keeps getting <laughs> nausea. <laughs> God. Because <laughs> they keep leaving nausea open. I mean. I, well, it's funny because, like, I don't. he plays a lot of stuff, but... Then, like, SPL Day comes, and then it's like, okay, I guess they're gonna let us, you know, play whatever we want, so I guess we'll just play this stuff instead. But he, he's practiced, like, everything. He, he I don't know, <laughs> his god pool is crazy. But I guess that's just oh, the, the benefit of uh, watching scrims. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. It's like, but if they're gonna give you, you no know, free ring toss damage, why not? I don't know, man. Uh, ring toss. Another question from Purple Haze AZ. What's the worst part about coaching Divios? Divios. <laughs> what is the worst part about coaching Divios? Is it having to listen to him beg you to draft Hades every game? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> that had a fair amount of upvotes, too. <laughs> Divios. Uh, Divios. It is not asked to draft Hades anymore. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't quite remember what happened. I'm pretty sure we like played it one day. And he just got like he kept on trying to go in, and then he would just die instantly. And he was like, "This is the worst <laughs> god in the game. I absolutely hate this character." Yes, thank you. <laughs> he needs to be. That, Hades needs to go back to being a guardian. <laughs> but, Something. Uh, I, I guess like the the hardest thing about coaching Divios is like. Ooh, I guess like what I said earlier, like you know, when when a player that's really quite good makes a mistake, they're not always going to admit that they made the mistake right away. But Divios is usually particularly passionate about how much of a not mistake he made when the when it happened. <laughs> um, and he, oh, so he's like me, and he gotcha. and he will particularly discuss the the not mistake at length for. 20 to 30 minutes during the game um during the game during the game so i i guess that's the hard part is getting him to talk about what is happening rather than what has already happened <laughs> but i'm telling you i was in the right position no you weren't as taco's announcer pack would say i wasn't out of position i was a mobile ward for the team exactly <laughs> another question from mystic penguin why do teams give Sino Nisha every game, and will that change at DreamHack? Um, you know, it's like a hard question to answer because I think it was last split. There, there was some split where Naja was absolutely ridiculous, right? Um, Naja yeah, after his passive change or whatever. Yeah, yeah. right after it. Yeah. Naja no longer absolutely ridiculous. So like, I don't. Know, it, it feels bad to ban that character, I guess. Like, you don't want to ban a character just because, like, 
you think you, you perceive that someone's like really good at it you just want to be able to deal with it because there's like a lot of other picks right in the game that are like wow this person doesn't even have to be good at this character for that to be a problem right like yeah like mercury right mercury. now with Golden right <laughs> so like it, it's like an uncomfortable character to take out of the game i think is the reason that it's there that makes sense all right next up ultimate x13 which team do you think is your biggest threat of teams and placements in placements, so that'd be the qualifiers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know who I would consider the biggest threat, but I do think if I had to say who we're going to play against out of placements, I think it would be Obey, especially now that Prime's going to the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think one team over the other is particularly like oh god, we have to play them, because at the end of the day, you're at Worlds, and you have to beat every team that you play against to to win Worlds, right? So, I, I don't think we're particularly worried about one team over the other or anything like that. Yeah, I feel like if you're worried about playing a team, you've basically already lost. Right. You need to have that confidence level, like, nah, we can beat them, you know? Exactly. Another question from Viral Cyclops. If you had to be stranded on an island with just a coconut tree and a small pond... For fish and water, who would you decide to survive with? Is this just in general, or is this like someone on my team? <laughs> it's in general. <laughs> it doesn't no, specify. No, no, no specify. So. Yeah. What was that? Well, Sorry, I didn't do that. that. Well. We English that very well, so yeah. uh, glad that you missed it. Uh, no specification. No specification. Oh, man. If, if I was in such a dire living situation, I want Bear Grylls to come and carry me. I want, I want him. Yes, I'm saying, if you leave it open-ended, Bear Grylls is my man. I, I, right? I, I want him to come down, and I want him to say, you kick back and relax while I, I survive for us. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You do that. He can go fish. <laughs> he, he, he can go deal with all the... Like, while you're at it. I exactly. <laughs> he can do all the hard stuff, and I'll just hang out. Yeah, I, I'd be quite happy just to ditch the kids and survive with the wife. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> question from i do dane pretty sure i pronounced that right how does the team consistently win fights whether they are behind an xp gold or both uh listen up dan our our team's just really Ooh. confident in how they play together as a group sometimes you know stuff happens in the early game and you're like it's really hard to get your whole team to like together in the same spot because you're always getting out rotated or whatever but we're confident that if we can get grouped up that we can beat any team pretty much regardless of a deficit because we're really good at target selection and doing the right things in the team fight in my opinion i think that, that that is one part of our game that we are pretty unrivaled in right now yeah i definitely remember i was watching some vods to do do a little study and and i think it was game oh i can't remember game one of week six maybe where you guys were fighting trifecta <laughs> and you guys were you guys <laughs> lost two people and Divios went in between their two towers like super early, and then you guys ended up just obliterating them. He and sure I did. Like, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's that's why you guys are doing good right now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. For all the arguments that they have with each other, when they when they get grouped up together and they fight together, it, it's I don't know. It, it's something special to watch. That's for sure. I'll tell you what. I, I watched you know some of the vods back myself this week. And the one moment that that stuck out to me because I'm a, I'm a Kumba fan was fall uh, week one against Luminosity. Aurora 
defending the fire giant by himself against three people taking it down with that perfectly timed triangulated yawn for you know and then they're all just sitting there for like almost max duration except for whoever the fire giant happened to hit you know it was just like Mm. but it was just perfect and you know you know didn't win the day in the end but you know it was just that for that moment was awesome yeah i don't know my player i have a lot of players on the team that were like they make plays and you're like oh wow that's like pretty lucky but it's not it's not like actually luck you know like they're actually like doing all that stuff on purpose and it kind of it's kind of mind-blowing sometimes <laughs> doing them. yeah see um, dan that's the difference they do it on purpose yeah exactly <laughs> hey whoa 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 i do most of my good plays on purpose no. the, the bad ones are the ones on accident uh-huh i've had some pretty good plays that weren't on purpose <laughs> sometimes that, that they're the one best ones accidentally do <laughs> a couple weeks back I was trying to get out of a sticky situation because this Al Posh was coming around, but he actually turned and was fighting people in the backside of the tower. And I was on the front side, but I thought he was coming for me. So I went to hit my three and accidentally hit my triangle and dropped my whole alt on top of him and killed him. I'm just like, what? what? Oh, okay. That works. Back back to the tower. <laughs> Kumbold, you just come dashing into some bad situation. Hit four, knock knock the problem in the air. It's like, all right, team, we're leaving. <laughs> and you're just like, I can imagine, I can just imagine getting ulted in the air by a Kumba. And as you're looking down on the game, you just see the people you were trying to kill just walking away. <laughs> like, and we're out. All right. Well, a couple more questions here yet, Big. Question from Chriseo. Sorry if I didn't pronounce that right. What was the feelings on the team after spring compared to summer compared to fall? Oh, uh, I, I, I don't know how familiar you guys are with what happened in the spring, but we, we, we were, we did not have the best spring split ever. We went like no. one and nine, I think mm-hmm. we, we took a game in every set, I think, except versus E United. And then there was one set versus LG where we didn't take a game. Um, yeah, I mean, not much to say about that. No one felt very good. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was like just looking at the situation. I mean, it was hard because like here I was again. I was coaching a team with like a bunch of people that had been at Worlds, and then they were in last place by a lot. And I was like, uh, I don't know how this keeps happening to me. It must be my fault. And then I don't know. It was like, well, what do we do, right? It was our options were like find new people for a bunch of different roles or something, or try and make it work. And then it was like, okay, well, what do we need to do to make it work? In my head, I was like, "Oh, I guess, I guess we need like a situation where they're all together because there's just like a clear like a rift in the understanding of how people want to play the game and what they want to do." And so, when you create a, a situation where everyone's around each other and constantly talking to each other about the game, there's going to be mutual understanding. So that's what we did. Um, summer felt super, super, super bad because I uh, we, we were one game away from making LAN. Um, and we missed it, and I remember I felt really guilty because I went to a wedding um, during our last two, like, I had to go to, like, go to Long Island for a wedding, and I was gone for, like, the last two sets, and we ended up losing those. Um, and that felt super, super bad. <laughs> um, but, we, you know, we, we saw that, like, we were good enough to be in, like, the discussion for top three, even though the casters, like, constantly kept saying that we weren't and going into the fall, it was always like, ah, I don't know about splice. And then we had a good fall split. And it was like, 
I don't know. I, I think when we beat E United in the second half of the split, that was when everyone was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, like, we're going to do this. And then we had yeah, a little, yeah. little gas. Yeah, I don't know. The, the worst part was um, the day that we were playing Space Station, right? That was like our do or die set. Divios' internet went out um, like like a little bit before the set had to start. So he had to like drive to someone's house with his whole setup. And like, like oh, it, it was it was awful. That was by far the most nerve wracking day because they were like, "Oh well, Kabob, I guess you're gonna have to play the solo lane." And I was like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Anything but solo lane, dude. For real. Uh, uh, dude, just grab chalk and throw axes. But oh. yeah, I mean, it worked out. But we, uh, everyone was super on edge for that first game of that set. Because, you know, we, we had thought up until like three minutes before the game started that Divios wasn't going to be there. And then he was there. That's oh, nutty. man. Uh, yeah, that's pretty nutty. That was not good. <laughs> I can only imagine the amount of like, oh, fucks. <laughs> you know? uh, well, to compensate for that, like the number of like nerd screams when we beat SSG was out of this world. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a huge turnaround. You guys went from being, I mean, last, pretty much last place to being yeah. second place, second seed. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was a good turnaround for sure. You hear that, Yuki? We have to move in together for a while to get oh, good. Oh shit! You know, I told you. God. You just gotta get your ass down here. That's the secret sauce, dude. <laughs> no, Yuki, I don't want any of your secret sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It, it's it's just homemade pesto. I don't know what you're freaked out about. Uh, all right, one last question here. Be goal girl. Last question from Matagross or Matagross, whichever it is. Sorry. Do you think Dimmy coaching SSG is going to change anything? So <laughs> I don't I don't know enough about the players on Space Station as like people to know like i said like coachability and stuff I, I they have a lot of people on that team who have been successful in the past so I, it, it depends on if their egos allow them to listen to their coach and take their advice to heart and learn from him i also don't know how up to date dimmy is on everything that's been going on in the game season five is very different from when he was a world champion in season two and season three mm-hmm. so it depends on if he's kept up with what's going on in the game, if his information and, you know, ability to coach is relevant towards what's happening right now and how receptive SSG is to it. I, I don't I don't think two weeks with Dimmy is the the big switch that's gonna make SSG successful, if I'm being honest. I, I don't know what what is going on with SSG that they I, I mean losing Baskin obviously is super huge. Um but Ven is, you know, a, a good mid laner in his own right. He obviously he won uh, MVP last year, but it seems to just be that mid laners win MVP at Worlds or P- or ADCs playing mages, right? Like it's not, that's just what happens. Um, so I, I would say if SSG is willing to learn and they aren't frustrated with what's happened in Fall Split, if they, they sort of leave it at the door, then they they probably have an opportunity to turn it around, but I I would not bet on it personally. I feel like that would be team. really hard, switching coaches for 
two weeks and then being like, okay, we're they, at they placements were coachless, for Worlds. Actually, they were coachless. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And that's not to say that, you know, Demi coming on as their coach and the team as it stands right now isn't going to show up next year and, and just be a force because it's such a short time frame. It could be the right coach with the right players, but in this short amount of time, it 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 shouldn't really make that much of a difference. Exactly. And like, I don't know. He <laughs> might have some magical powers. We'll see. Historically, I guess. <laughs> historically, SSG, I feel has been very good. That group of players has been very talented in the past, but they're very good at taking what people are doing and just doing it better. But they haven't been doing it better this year. That's, that's the big, thing like whatever is going on in the meta right now they cannot replicate what other people are doing and do it better than them and that uh, that's showing because I, I that's what it feels like they've always done they just like looked at other teams and be like oh they're picking that that stuff's good let's try it and they're like oh we're mechanically better than everyone so this works and uh, yeah. that's just not the case anymore they don't they don't just have winning lanes everywhere and like power through them yeah i think it's more crazy that you traded baskin for Vinayu at the end of mid-season well, I, I that, was, that was incredible to me. I don't know how that all went down, but I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, if I if I was a betting man, SSG did not say oh, we should part with Baskin for sure, unless there was so- something internal that resulted in that decision, which, which is possible. But what? Yeah. But Baskin. I it's mean, a- I don't know. It's it's hard because Baskin's obviously super talented, but he also. Mm-hmm. With, I mean, all due respect to Baskin, he, I mean, he could beat me in any game of Smite he ever plays, but he hasn't won anything, right? Like, he's super sick, obviously, and he's been considered, he's been in the running for best player in the world, but he hasn't won anything, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's unproven still. That's that's the worst part, right? He's not unproven, he just, it doesn't matter that yeah. he's proven. Like, he, I don't know. It, it's a really weird thing for him i think where like he's like super super so, sick so, but he's never either had the team or he just hasn't fit with the team it's kind of like what uh who was it dan marino really great <laughs> quarterback never won a super bowl you know yeah yeah all right i got one more question for you man uh after you guys win worlds you coming back on sure wow you stole my fucking question oh. sure. <laughs> I, I, I can get into that i'm down oh yeah i'll go Dude, with worlds I, and I come back seriously That's sitting here thinking i'm gonna ask that question <laughs> I am so down with that whole entire yeah, process. Yeah. The process of, of winning worlds and then coming back. We can do that for sure. Hot five. Oh, yeah. Br- bring the MVP along with you too and we'll, we'll have some chit chat and yeah. I'm down. Have some fun. I'm down. Yeah, that'd, All be, right. that'd be super sick. Can't wait to see you guys once you win, you know? That's right. I can't wait to see you back. I can't wait to see me when I win either. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you have a mirror so you can really see yourself. Look myself oh. in the eyes. Make sure it's real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. High five. I know it's really uh, emotional for me, honestly, when I see, uh, whenever I watch a VOD and I see that opening where they show like all the people winning and all the emotion that they get like immediately after winning and adapting, like screaming his lungs out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I could just see, yeah. I mean, my family's an emotional bunch. I mean, Beagle already told you how she turned into the incredible Hulk after that victory (laughs) earlier this week. You know, we would definitely put on a show with, with a victory there. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Aurora hates it when you talk about like, oh, what you're gonna do when you win or whatever. But man, I, I want to see if we do win. I want to see how Aurora pops off. 
because <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever season three, but when they won super regionals on Eager and he tackled yeah. Zap to the floor. Yes. <laughs> I'm down. Let's see that episode two. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't real. like to, I don't like pre-planning, you know, reactions, but I definitely have reactions. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> 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 all right so let's go ahead and wrap things up here so i mean you know, i heard you say that you stream i heard guys say you're on twitter and all that stuff wait am i forgetting something that's true what beagle what Why? what Why is this oh my god Beagle did it too! I'm not alone! I win! I win! Oh no. Well, I'll have fun editing tomorrow. So. Oh my me. How long has it been paused? What time was it paused at? Tell me, tell me. Audio position. Oh. Yes! Oh my god, that's terrible. That works for you me, know what it baby. Is? You know what it is? You pulled your mic out and plugged it back yep. in. Yep. Yep. So, hey. What a Uh-oh. dingus. I win. I'm not the only well, one hey, it's happened least, to now. At least we learn now that next time you would have to do something like that, you gotta hit record again. Yeah. It's right. not too bad. We can go edit back in the questions. Yeah, we just got to record so. questions. Questioning. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Beagle, seriously, that's all you gotta do is yeah, after fine. we're done here, just re- record yourself asking the questions again. But anyway, kabam. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, how can people, you know, find you out there on 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 the old interwebs? All right, so I have my Twitter, which everyone makes fun of me, but it's kabam ninety one. Yeah, that's the year I was born. You're, yeah, you're, you're cool. Such a baby. You're, you're cool for realizing I was born in ninety one. <laughs> so sick. And then uh, <laughs> so my sick. Twitch is twitch.tv slash kabams. So that's C A B O M S. Follow me. I follow me that's all i gotta say really i'd appreciate that other than that yeah i'm around hit me up (laughs) i don't don't know that's all i got i'll be dropping by your streams don't worry hell yeah that's what i like to hear dirt naps lurker oh i don't lurk man i'm a chatty cappy that's right that's that's oh so true yeah i'm the lurker i'm always in smitten's chat because she was on weekend's chat everybody's I'm always asking other people too. Hey, you want to come on the podcast? Like he stalks everybody. Well, Dan, while you're chatting away, why don't you chat people up how to get a hold of you? Okay. I mean, I guess I could. You can get a hold of me on the official Split Push podcast at Split Push Podcast with no A because the name was too long. I'm sorry. Um, find me on PSN at DirtXNapXDan and on PC at DirtNapDan with no other characters. I'm just sitting here like, why didn't I let Guy ask the questions this week? Because <laughs> this is funnier. I feel like I just won Worlds because I'm not the only one it's paused on now. <laughs> In- insert Beagle yelling at Dan here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's going to be in the intro this week. Oh, oh my God. I feel great. Uh, <laughs> it's not been only me. Episode Hi, 13, I think it you? was, or 12, my whole thing was paused, oh and I goodness. talked a lot. Mm. It was actually one of the first episodes where episode, I really talked episode a lot. Episode 13. 
Anyway, Guy, how can they get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at GSmitey. You can find me on PlayStation Network at GuyAJ78. Hey, 78 was the year I was born. And you can find me on Xbox at GuyAllSmitey. Yuki? Well, you can find me at YukiGaming22 on the Twitterverse. And you can find me on PlayStation Network at Ryukotse underscore Yuki. Um, We'll play games and I'll yell at Dan, so join the party. And we have a YouTube channel if you don't know how to spell oh, Yuki's right. name that has a picture on it. There you yes. go. Uh-huh. I'm sorry for my picture in advance to anyone who sees it. I have fun putting that it's together. It's amazing. Yeah. My picture's like the it. best. You can find good old Dirtnaps Dad here on PlayStation and on Twitter at Dirt underscore Naps underscore Dad. I do stream a little bit here, you know, if I'm going to be on for more than a few games and, you know, no hell's going on. Yeah, we'll get that that stream fired up and get the the old split push crew out there. Just add an underscore PS4 to find me over there on the Twitch realms. As Dan said, we do have a YouTube channel now. The link is still, you know, discombobulated crap at the end. So, hey, check me out on Twitter. I got it linked there and, and pinned up at the top. And we do have a community at splitpushpodcast.com email. If you uh, want to get a hold of us that way, that works too. Uh, keep an eye out to our Twitters this week because we will be giving away some RDO skin codes. And uh, for uh, what's it? What's her? What's the name of the new one? The Fiend something or other? Fiend, Fiend Hunter. Hunter. Fiend Hunter. That's it. Yes. So we got a couple of them that we'll be giving away here this week. Which that skin is freaking sick. I love yeah, it. Yeah, dude, it's great. Yeah, I've seen Dan using this. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, and if it's an RDO versus an RDO. Don't dash at the audio because they're just going to cripple you out of it and then <laughs> Dan, then Dan kills you. Yeah, that other audio I thought wasn't. She wasn't you in your brain hole. Where can you find Beagle yeah. at? Whimpering in a corner? You can find me on Twitter at Beagle underscore girl 27. I don't post too much on there, but I've been trying to. Or you can hit me up on PlayStation at Beagle underscore girl 2780. Send me a message, let me know you're from the podcast, so I know. Because she's probably still not recording. Are she's you recording got the full now? Hulk. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I don't know. She might have to tell the Incredible Hulk story. I'm going to have to see that again. No, I think that's what she, you got she some ended right do, there. Either. Yeah, I think that's in the middle of that, maybe. <laughs> now you know how again. I felt. I and talked that whole episode and laughed at my jokes and everything, and then they just weren't there. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, All right. Well, hey, when it comes to dirt naps, you gotta take them before you give them, and remember to hit record. <laughs> uh, you said it backwards, <laughs> dyslexia. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just still <laughs> laughing at Beagle here. He's doing his best. You know what I mean. (laughs) And when all else fails, when all else fails, split push and hit record. Split push and hit record.